Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. It's the WGN Radio Football Podcast. When you're 0-4, no one's done the job well enough. First and 10, play fake, pressure's coming, field lost the football! It hurt just the lead that we had, and I wasn't able to finish it off. Of course, it hurt. It's almost like, I don't know, I don't know. It's just, yeah, just the emotions just flowing everywhere. It's the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Sponsored by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive what Justin Fields drives. My son, yes. Be up the whole game. They come back and win it. This one is a heartbreaker. Now, here's Kevin Powell. Welcome into another edition of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Live from Hellas Hall, I'm Kevin Powell, joined by Alex Shapiro from NBC Sports Chicago. He's been on the podcast plenty of times. And Alex, we're doing this outside because it's unseasonably warm uh, this time of year for us. So we figured we'd catch some uh, sun and talk a little bears just outside of Hellas Hall. What a couple weeks it's been for this team. Let's start with the Chase Claypool stuff. Uh, Justin Fields talked a couple hours ago to us reporters, and I thought he was... I thought he was great today. Like, I thought he gave us some good insight, was very open about uh, talking with Claypool, says he's been in communication, really supported the receiver, uh, did acknowledge comments made Friday probably weren't the uh, – the weren't really comments. He kind of just said no when he was asked if he thinks the coaches are putting him in position to succeed. Now, Iberflus and Fields both have said that that wasn't anything that factored into the decision of where we are now, which is Clay, Chase Claypool being inactive against Denver – and away from the team, and I get the sense he's probably played his last game with the Bears. Where, what do you, where do you think? Where are you at with Claypool? Yeah, I have the same sense. You know, it's one thing to make a star player inactive, and then it's another thing to tell that player actually we'd prefer if you stayed away from the team for the game. And then it's another thing entirely if they say, you know what, actually take the whole week off. We don't even want you in the building. And I just don't know how a team can do all of those things and then try and bring that player back into the fold, right? It seems like something that they're saying, okay, we're better without you and we want to remove you to keep you from poisoning whatever water is left in the well here. And again, how, how do you bring that player back? So I would agree with you. I would say it's a pretty safe bet that we've seen our last snap of Chase Claypool in a Bears jersey. Yeah, and as of right now, it's looking like a bad move by Ryan Poles to trade and, and the draft capital they gave up to get Claypool, which essentially turned into a first-round pick. Now, I will say this is all hindsight, right? At the time, I was okay with it. Uh, I liked it, actually, because I think the Bears were desperate to put some pieces around Justin Fields to help get a better evaluation of Justin Fields. And it didn't last year didn't work. There were some injuries. It was late in the season and never really was acclimated with the offense. So then the offseason comes in the hope going into camps. Okay, you know, he's a little bit more settled here with the Bears, a little bit more settled with Fields. He's gotten to know the system. Um and really not over and really even week one. I mean, we who knows what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, about what exactly led to his inactiveness and him being away from the team. But even on field, there were some really glaring bad moments for Claypool as well. Yeah. I don't um, mean to pile on the guy here, but <laughs> but like other than what may have gone on behind the scenes, like we've seen on the field that 
he really wasn't being a productive football player. Correct. And especially when you consider we hear so much about hits and how important hits is to this program, right? Hustle, intensity, technique, and playing smart situational football. In week one, it was clear there was no hustle. There was no intensity. And Matt Eberflus, when he came here, said, basically, if guys don't do that, they're not going to play. So I thought there was a pretty good chance he got benched in week two. He obviously wasn't benched in week two. I wonder if things, you know, I don't want to say play out differently, but is the narrative different if Eberflus reacts right away and says, that wasn't good enough, that's not the standard, this guy isn't going to play, when looking at the big picture of this team? So, yeah, I think things had been trending in this direction. Um, and I, I'll agree with you. At the time, I didn't have uh, a problem with the move. Yeah, it's a it's a high price to pay. But wide receivers don't come cheap in the NFL. And pretty much, unless you're going to draft a guy, uh, they're incredibly expensive in free agency. Or you're going to have to shell out a lot of draft capital to bring a dude in. And at that point, at that point, the Bears aren't thinking that second-round pick is going to be the number 32 pick, right? They're not thinking we're going to be the worst team in the league. They're thinking we need to get a better evaluation of Justin Fields. We need to give Justin Fields more opportunities, more playmakers. Let's see if we can find a way to to bring a guy in, no matter even if if that's a super expensive price to pay. But let's see if we can help Justin Fields and eke out some more victories because they they were what two in they had a couple of wins and a couple of losses at that point nobody is predicting the 10 game losing streak so again in hindsight it looks really really bad but at the time i still understand why the bears made the move yeah and Komet cole Komet gave some good insight too of course they were teammates in notre dame and winning doesn't solve everything, but it makes everything better. And it's an 0-4 start. It was an 0-3 before he was inactive. And you wonder if, if, okay, if things have gone better here, right? If the offense didn't get off to its horrible start, uh, if they won 2-3 to start the season, right? Like maybe Claypool's handles things a little bit different. Maybe uh, his emotions don't get the best of him. And even Justin Fields acknowledged that uh, Claypool does need to be better at uh, his display of emotions, is I think the way Justin Fields put it. All right, enough of Claypool. We are on to week five, and it's a short week here. Uh, Some things that were touched on as well today is the hope that some of the stuff we saw against Denver can continue to roll into week five and moving forward. Now, of course, it was acknowledged that Denver has really bad defense. We know this. Uh, I really like the play calling, for the most part, from Luke Getze on Sunday in the loss to Denver. Some of the things they were doing with Justin Fields late in the game, Maybe some questionable stuff, but but overall, uh, I think going into that Denver game, the hope was okay. Maybe this can be a get right game. Maybe this is a game that they can really get the ball moving um, and kind of turn the corner and kind of get to the offense we thought they could be. And for the most part, they did some huge mistakes, of course. But the the hope, obviously, moving forward is here is that the offense and the way it looked and the play calling and scheme and all that looks a lot more like it did against Denver than it did in the previous games. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the the first three games, I think what was so troubling about those losses is that it didn't seem like there was anything for the Bears to hang their hat on. Nothing for them to go back and say, we did something well there and we can build upon that. But after week four, even though, I mean, that's one of the more gut-wrenching losses yeah. in recent memory uh, with this team, you know, you can look at a few things and say, hey, Getting Justin Fields out of the pocket, getting him on the move was really good. Our run game 
was effective. We found explosives and we scored. You know, all, all of these different things that, that the Bears can go and say, okay, we, we can build on this. And if we just finish, if we just execute in the fourth quarter, maybe we can get a win. Now, predicting the Bears to win a football game, that's, that's a different story, right? It's just hard to... It's hard to convince yourself to say out loud, I think the Bears are going to win. Yeah. That's where I was at even before the Denver game. I mean, they were underdogs. Denver gave up 70. We know all this. I'm just like, it's hard for me right now to, to talk myself into a Bears victory. They're, what, seven-point underdogs to Washington Thursday? Um, so, look, I think there were some good things. Justin Fields statistically had a good game. But, yes, that was a devastating loss to Denver. That was a game they absolutely should have won. And I think they outplayed Denver for the most part. And still, and that's one of the things that stings, too. It's like, Fields had one of his best games statistically. He finally... They finally got something going. He put up really good numbers. The first half was great. And they still lost to a very bad Denver Broncos team. Yeah, it is. that that Again, that's what makes it so gut-wrenching, right? And you could talk about the execution in the last couple of drives. I'm not going to wring my hands over the strip sack scoop and score. You know, sometimes you just got to tip your cap to an opposing defense. The Bears ran this bootleg. Uh, Vance Joseph calls up kind of the perfect play to counter that where you have two edges screaming off the line. One of them is for sure going to be unblocked, and that's the guy who uh, who caused the fumble, and then the second guy picks it up and scores. So it's like at a certain point, that's just the defense having a great play call against your play call. Not a whole lot you can do there. Um, finding a way, Finding a way to continue executing on that final drive when there's all the penalties racking up, that's troublesome too. That's maybe what's the most troublesome. I, with the game on the line, the, the the mental lapses, all of those penalties, putting yourselves behind the sticks when they had played such a clean game up to that point. And I, one of the biggest concerns too right now is the pass rush, of course, but just the defense overall. I don't think anyone has any real faith in this defense to get stops. It is a problem. And... They added pieces to the defensive line. It has produced a grand total of two sacks through four games. Washington has 13 on the year, and a lot of talk today at Hallis Hall was about the front of Washington's defense. So get ready for that, uh, Justin Fields and the Bears' offense. But the inability to get to the quarterback has been an issue now for well over a season. Um, They added pieces at linebacker. Yes, there have been injuries in the secondary. The defense is a real problem right now. Yeah, it is. Um, you have to give the defense credit for what they did in the first half against the Broncos. And Russell Wilson certainly stepped up his game in the second half. And Russell Wilson is still a really good quarterback, even though last year was such a disaster. I think he's shown this year he's still got something in the tank. And I think whatever juice the Bears defense had in the tank just kind of leaked out. You know, they were kind of leaking oil throughout that game. Um, so, you know, is it troubling? Yes. But I do think they deserve some credit for what they did in the first half. They got off the field on third down, which was something they really had trouble doing. When the special teams unit was able to pin the Broncos inside the five-yard line, the Bears defense got a key three and out. That gave the Bears offense a short field, and then the Bears turned that into a touchdown. That's the complementary football they need to play. But they need to play that complimentary football more often. And right now, it's like one half of that isn't good enough. What did you think of the decision to go for it on fourth down late instead of kick the field goal? So in the moment, I'm thinking, wow, you probably should take the points just because 
is this team good enough to pass up points, especially points to give yourself a lead with like three minutes to go in the fourth quarter. However, I have absolutely no problem with going for it. You are an 0-3 team. You desperately need a win. Your offense has been moving the ball really well, and your rushing attack, especially late in that game, was moving the ball really well. And if you got a first down, if you got one yard, one measly yard, you almost certainly win that football game, right? You're able to bleed out the clock. You're able to make them burn all the timeouts. And then you take the lead and give them the ball with much less time to respond. So keeping all of that in mind, I totally get it. Go get that win. Again, you're an 0-3 team. What do you have to lose? Go get that W by going for it on 4th and 1. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's right. If they get it, everyone's like, okay, great move. You're probably going to kill most of the clock. Probably going to win that game. Um, to your initial point, you're a desperate team for a victory. It's been almost a full calendar year. Take the points. Put yourself in a position uh, to take the lead. Um, and I know all the players supported it as well. So moving forward here, uh, like, what do you think this team? Do you think they're as bad as they they are through the the first four games? Like, I know they are, you are what your record is. But do you think this is like rock bottom, or do you think that something kind of clicked against Denver? Do you think it's just really going to be awful all season? Um, I mean, I think the Bears have shown us who they are, which is a team that makes mental mistakes, doesn't have the requisite talent to overcome those mistakes, and is the the team that's still at the beginning of a rebuild. You know, they added a ton of talent. I, I think it's fair to question the positions at which they added that talent the positions at which they allocated their resources. I think that's fair criticism. But I think, you know, realistically, the Bears were never going to turn things around in a dramatic way this year. We knew that. I think we were talking about, hey, a six-win season would be a great improvement for this team. Uh, It hasn't borne out like that so far. Uh, But do I think this is rock bottom? Rock bottom might be in the past, kind of where they're at now. They've gotten a lot of rock bottoms out of the way in four weeks, I mean, when you... Well, that's what I mean. I, I, that's like the root of my question is over the past few weeks, which has already just been so much with this team, I keep asking myself, like, okay, is, it, is this as bad as it's going to get? And it kind of keeps getting worse. It's like, okay. And I think that they probably internally handle it so much differently than how it's perceived on the outside. I mean, even Fields talked about that a little bit today. I know it feels like bears. You immediately think chaos. I doubt it's like that inside the locker room and and inside those meetings. I really don't right now. Um, But it's, you just kind of wonder like how badly this season can spiral because it already has spiraled, spiraled a little bit. Yeah. I think, you know, the offensive performance against the Broncos, even though the Broncos are a terrible defense, gives you that little bit of a glimmer of hope, gives you that rope, to grab onto to to climb out of a hole a little bit even though you know they're not going to be making the playoffs anytime this you know or even like be in the hunt for the playoffs this year i think it offers them like a way out a way forward now is it rock bottom like something terrible could happen to justin fields well here here i'll ask you regress i'll ask you this too uh does it get so bad that Ibrflus doesn't make it through the season you know the bears have never fired i know but they've got a new team president they've got a new team president I I don't know. I think Iberflus does make it through the year. If other people on this staff maybe don't make it through this year, maybe that's, you know, may, maybe Luke Getze is a guy who goes partway through the season if if the Bears, you know, if week four is like a one-week blip. If one if week one's a week four, rather, is a one-week blip, maybe Luke Getze goes. But I... My gut check. My gut check says, yeah, Matt Eberflus will be the coach for the whole team. Yeah. 
I think Getsy will too, just because I don't think there'd be any real reason to separate. Like you'd almost at this point just see like let Fields stick it out with Getsy, right? Like that. At the end of the day, we always we keep talking about the full evaluation, complete evaluation. You just waved to George McCaskey as yeah, he walked say, by. We, we should have asked him that. I should have just had him come him on over. the podcast right now. That was. Have a, the guy to ask that question. We too. should have. Have a good evening, George. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I think they survive. I think they get through the season just because of the history they have here when it comes to that. Um, but let's talk quickly about what you think Thursday will look like at Washington, a team favored by about a touchdown. Washington has allowed a lot of sacks this year. That's been a problem for them. Uh, they played one of the best teams in the NFL to the very end against Philly last week. Uh, they can get to the quarterback. Again, the front of, of the commanders was talked about quite a, bit, uh, quite a bit today with Sweat and uh, Chase Young and some other dudes they've got up front there. But what, what do you do? You think we'll see the offensive performance like we saw against Denver, against Washington, or at least something similar to that? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be the same just because you, you mentioned that front four. It's going to make things awfully tough for the Bears. But I do think it's going to look a little bit more operational. You know, the first few weeks it was like, is this even an operational offense? I think it's going to look. I think it's going to look closer to that. Are they going to put up twenty eight points again? Maybe not. Uh, but I think, again, it'll, it'll look better. It'll look better. It'll continue to look like progress. I don't think it's going to be enough to get the win just because I think that defense is too good. I think Sam Howell's a pretty good quarterback. Or, yeah, pretty good quarterback for the commanders. And uh, the Bears' secondary is still incredibly banged up. Um, so... Tevin Jenkins could be back this week, which will be a lift. We'll see. It's a short week, but he has been a technically a full participant, even though it's walkthroughs. They give you an estimate of what somebody would be listed as on the injury report. And Tevin Jenkins could return as soon as Thursday night. We'll see. Luke Getz, he said, uh, maybe, right? He said it's a possibility. And to the secondary, Jalen Johnson, Eddie Jackson, likely going to miss uh, Thursday's game again. Both uh, have not practiced this week in the walkthrough. So I, I again, I, it, I can't say out loud I think the Bears are going to win I think Washington gets this one done against the Bears um, we'll see buckle up Alex yep I've got that Panthers game circled on my calendar right now <laughs> uh, right now the Bears have the top two picks in the draft it's pretty incredible to see so um, hey I, I want to see more production from Fields in the offense like use last week as momentum I know it was a dagger of an ending for the whole team but try to build off of that uh, give some hope there let Justin Fields kind of do his thing and grow a little bit. But uh, it is a tough right now for the Chicago Bears football organization. I like your plan. I think you got a good plan for them. Okay, there we go. Uh, Alex Shapiro, NBC Sports Chicago. Appreciate the time. Thanks for having me, Kevin. That's Alex Shapiro. I'm Kevin Powell. This was the latest episode of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Thanks to Ernie Scatton and Brian Altimer for their help producing. Thank you for listening. This is the WGN Radio Football Podcast.